0: just did what 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 got, do you a, just... got a glove on in the swimming pool <laughs> hell no
1: you mean like what kind in, of glove in, in, oh in, you in mean in the
0: river and out in the ocean you mean
1: a baseball glove mm-hmm. in the ocean that's not a good thing no
0: you don't do that shit. you have to
1: oil those things right you can't you can't let them have water because it'll, it'll mess that up.
0: Shit up well it was a cheap rawlings glove so I lived and died lived and died with my Nakona. I love that fucking glove so much.
1: I had I had don't make fun of the cheap Rollins gloves. I had a cheap I have a cheap Rollins glove somewhere.
0: Well, I take it back. Rollins does make some really good gloves. It depends on where you get them at because that really does make a difference. Because they I have got different mine at Walmart. Yeah, you got the cheap one.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I got the cheap one. They
0: have good Rollins gloves at like sporting goods stores and stuff like that, but.
1: I was an unathletic child, and I wasn't allowed to play sports.
0: I had a Nakona that I had for years.
2: hmm
0: Years. hmm <laughs> Freaking love that glove so much. And every time I tighten up those strings on it a little bit. hmm And that was my thing when I pitch. You know, you're talking about people have their little... Little things that they do?
1: They're little rituals, rituals that they do right. in the baseball. Like that the was pitcher, my ritual. The pitcher does a thing before he pitches the ball. Like in, the...
0: in between pitches, when mm-hmm. I get the ball back, when I go back up to the mound, I'm twisting my hand left and right because those strings were probably about six inches long. Mm-hmm. I had some of them tight, and it would like pop, 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 pop on my glove because mm-hmm. I would twist it back and forth. And that's what, that was my, that's what I did. So, yeah.
1: Well, we spent an hour last week talking about baseball so apparently the chaise lounge is now going to talk about baseball for another hour so buckle up kiddos
0: we'll try not to you've but reached, it's really tough not to
1: you've reached the chaise lounge this is cricket and tom <laughs> yep <laughs> thank you for joining us for another week
0: i'm gonna try my best to stay engaged but there's a Braves game on and she didn't turn the tv off so
1: if you are not engaged in this oh they I will pulled turn that dude they, oh, they pulled the 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 left fielder. Mm-hmm. Well, they had to. He was too. He was in his own head. Yeah, so he much. was done.
0: He was done. He, he just he he,
1: he he screwed up two easy catches.
0: One catch he should have dove for and didn't, and then the next one he was like trying to make up for it by diving for one, and, and he should not he have. He should have dove, dove for that, that one.
1: No, <clears throat> and he missed two of them. It caused it caused uh, the the score to you know go in the other team's favor and yeah so but i felt so bad for him because looking at his face they've got the camera on this poor guy out in left field and just like close in on his face you can just see all the shit in his brain oh yeah he was defeated just going behind his eyes i mean he was he was so in his own head there's no way he would have finished this game there's yeah, no way they're
0: showing way. replays over now it's Eddie Rosario see that one he should have dove for
1: yeah and he didn't. And then this is the one where he dove for, and he he shouldn't have. No, he shouldn't yeah. have. He
0: looked stupid diving for that one.
1: He he was trying to make up for it though. He was like, "I've got to get this one. I got to get this one." And then he just didn't do it. And your job
0: it, as an outfielder is keep the fucking ball in front of you. It's a good thing that they pulled cost. him
1: because he was he was tearing himself down. There's nothing that coach could have said that would be any worse than what he was saying to himself. So you you got to get a play. guy like that out of the game. But well, we're not. <laughs> Are we talking about baseball all night tonight? Or are we going to talk about other stuff too?
0: Oh, I don't know. I'm good with either way.
1: <laughs> well, we got to talk about the fact that last week when we were doing this podcast, you were having trouble with your back because we had flipped the living room. And in the middle of flipping the living room, um, you managed to throw your back out. Right. So this week it's me.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> we were. Somebody we were, yelled, Switch.
0: Let me change places.
1: We were in the gym. I guess it was what Sunday night, like after we did after we did the, we did the podcast on Saturday and then we went to the gym on Sunday and Sunday was deadlifts because it was it was a back day. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I was doing deadlifts and it has been so long since I've done them and I just forgot how to do them and I was doing them wrong. I was engaging my back instead of engaging my legs to pick this this weight up. And so I tweaked my back real bad, and I, I it tweaked it down like super super low. It's it's, it's in a very weird spot. It's right. not it's not like lower back. It's lower down than that. It's you know almost my honey bow. Uh, Your honey boo. My honey boo, but it's like that oh. lowest muscle. Oh. And, oh, is it out? Damn. Oh, it's out. Yeah, there we go. Um, but anyway. So I pulled that muscle, and then I was feeling a little bit better on Tuesday. Well, Tuesday, we had deadlifts again, and I decided I was feeling froggy and put a little bit of extra weight on there because, no, oh, I can handle this. I can... Let
0: well,
1: me I try did about it. I did about two of them, and nope, and I have been down all freaking week. Yep. I have been down all week. I can't sit. I can't... I, I can... Well, no, I take that back. I can sit. As long as I'm sitting, and I'm sitting still... And I'm not in a weird position or anything like that. Like like I'm fine, but if I stand for too long or if I'm moving around for too long, my my entire back locks up, and it's it's painful. And I, I can't bend over, I can't bend down, I can't do anything. So we had deadlifts today at the gym again. I didn't even attempt.
0: Which was a good idea.
1: Yeah, I didn't even not even with a light weight or anything. I was like, Tom, you got some good you... rest
0: in while I did the deadlifts and yeah. the T-bar row. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I did not do deadlifts or T-bar, but I did everything else. Yeah. And I'm thinking about going back up there tonight, maybe getting a little bit of extra cardio in. We'll see how I feel because I've got some wine over here.
0: You've already been drinking wine. You're not driving anywhere. That's and I true. Can, I'm not in position to drive you anywhere either.
1: So maybe, we'll just, maybe I'll just do a little extra tomorrow on the cardio.
0: Get you a two-a-day tomorrow?
1: Get me a two-a-day. Now, um, I, I was appreciative of, of our trainer um, because Wednesday, when we went to see him, I told him that my back, you know, that I had messed up my back. And so we didn't even really do any workouts on Wednesday. <clears throat> we just, he had a stretch.
2: Yeah.
1: We we did some stretching exercises. We did some stuff that was going to, like, help my back. And, and Tom was doing some stretching exercises that will help his back as well. And so we just kind of had two rest days in a row because Wednesday we did stretches and Thursday was a rest where we were supposed to take off from the gym. So that's what we did. And then we were back in there Friday and, and today. So that's what we've been doing. Oh, and we got our results from the body scanner back. Yes, you we know, did. We've been doing this for a month now. Yep. Like actually taking it seriously. Not one of these things where we go once a week and call it a day. We've actually been going every single day to the gym. We've been doing all of the workouts. We've been trying to increase our weights every week.
0: Well, I need to get something out of the way real quick. Yeah. Okay, there we go. <laughs>
1: There you go, cardboard. (laughs) But we've been trying to increase our weights and do better. And neither one of us has seen much progress just looking at ourselves. And we've been getting kind of frustrated. And I've been on the scale. And the scale is not showing much of a difference. And that's really frustrating. And uh, But we we had our body scans that we did Wednesday. And um, we have lost some significant weight.
0: Well, I've only lost like seven pounds. But I lost... My body my body fat percentage went down by like, what was it, four or five points? Mm-hmm.
1: Your BMI went down, your body fat percent went down, your muscle mass went up.
0: My muscle mass went up 3%, my body fat went down
1: 6%. And on mine, I lost a total of three pounds, but I lost a total of six pounds of body fat... And gained three pounds of muscle. So, it was a net loss of three pounds, but I've gained three pounds of muscle, which takes up less room than fat. So, I know for a fact that I am smaller because I have to be because that muscle is not taking up as much room in my body as that fat was. And I have lost six pounds of fat. Right. Which is awesome. Makes me feel so good. So, um, I've started, um, I'm going to take, starting tonight, I'm going to take one picture every day for a year. And I want to see if I can see a change And then after a year I'm going to put it all together into a video And I want to see Like the progression over the year Yeah. And see what the difference is Working out every day for a year So this should be cool You're going to have to help me stick with it
0: I will help you, you help me
1: I will, You know I will help you, I promise I will um, I am not Like having an awesome Month at work not to change the subject but having said that I had an awesome conversation with a customer on Friday which I'm hoping is gonna turn into some stuff because uh, we had uh, one of my fellow brokers in the office really screwed the pooch on some stuff with a customer of his and this customer was getting him what like ten thousand dollars a month
0: you said about ten to fifteen
1: yeah uh, roughly ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month in sales which is that's significant that's huge and then he screwed up and almost got a couple of people at that at that uh company fired over his screw up and so they're like well we'll never use this company we'll never use you guys again ever so i he he gave uh my coworker gave the customer to me because he's like maybe if you try it you know just don't let my name be on it at all um maybe if you try it um, they might talk to you since they're not wanting to talk to me. And uh I have been trying to talk to this customer, gosh, for how long have I told you I've been trying to talk to them? Maybe three months? About three months. Three, four months, something like that is when he gave them to me. And um I hadn't been able to get through to them. Well, I found out I guess about a month or so ago, that the lady that my coworker had worked with at that company it's no longer there and I was like ah okay all right. well we got a new we got new blood in there maybe I can get in there and talk to this new blood well I have been trying to get him on the phone for I know a month and a half and I have been calling out there twice a week trying to get this guy on the phone couldn't get him on the phone well I finally got him on the phone Tuesday and he's like well I don't know what the situation was I don't know why we stopped using you I'm I'm new I don't know what the deal is let me talk to my co-workers see what we can do. How about we set up a meeting for Friday and then we'll talk about possibly using you and I was like, okay well you know that's fair. We ended up talking for an hour on this on this team's meeting. We enjoyed talking with one another. we got along really well. He told me I was very personable. <laughs> he said're you're, you're very easy to talk to you're very personable He said I you know I really like, have enjoyed talking to you and he is going to talk to his boss on tuesday and then should be able to let me know by tuesday whether or not we will be allowed to ship with them anymore so cross your fingers for me that i can get this customer because i'm not having a great month and if i can get this new customer on then i'll be having a great month
0: it'll turn it around
1: it'll turn it around so cross your fingers for me knock on wood all
2: the good stuff
1: anyway
0: and then I took my first Saturday off since I've been on first on first shift. I took today was my first Saturday took mm-hmm.
1: off. I'm glad you did. You needed it <clears throat> because normally on Saturdays you go up there about what, like five o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning,
0: five or six.
1: Yeah, like super super early. Work till about eight nine o'clock in the in the morning. Usually
0: I'm going by four eight.
1: But that that makes for such a long day for you. Yeah. You don't get to sleep till your alarm goes. And I was off. telling my boss, no. I was
0: like, I think I'm gonna take a Saturday off, and he's like. Okay. He said, you know, nobody's requiring you to come up here. You, that's all voluntary. I said, I know. I said, but I didn't want to do it on the weekend that I did it on because it wasn't my boss's weekend. It was <laughs> the other guy's weekend, and he tends to kind of, like, freak out when I'm not there on the weekends. But he did text me this morning and said, well, we had a good morning. It wasn't too bad without you. <laughs> he said, well, of course, now, if you'd have been here, we'd have probably gone home like 45 minutes ago, but... So it was a good morning to take off. Yeah, they, they didn't have a bad day at all. That's good.
1: That, that makes me feel a little bit better about it because I know they rely on you a lot out there. They really, really do. And, and I'm not just trying to... Uh, listeners, I'm not trying to blow smoke up his butt. I am being serious. They rely on him up there. They've even told him when he moved from second shift, they're going to try to get him to move back to second shift because it has absolutely gone to shit since he
2: left.
0: Well, I mean, because when I was on second shift, we would leave Memphis every night around... Like 2 or 2.30 was a late night. And I think since I've been on first shift, which has been about, what, two months now? Something like that. They've had maybe two nights that they've left before three.
1: Mhm. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it, when you've got somebody that's carrying the team, it shows when that person's not there anymore.
0: I mean, because I was doing over 100-something pieces a night by myself.
1: Mhm. And let them know what the normal person does.
0: Well, you're required to do... You get on the quote-unquote naughty list, you could call it now. If you don't average for the week, if you don't average at least, at least 15 pieces an hour. Mm-hmm. And my average per hour when I was there was around 35.
1: Mm-hmm. So he was doing by himself double what everybody else was doing. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So And having one person do double the work of the next guy consistently I mean
0: and then all of a sudden it's not there all anymore all of a sudden
1: it's not there you, I mean you've, you've lost two people as far as they're concerned
0: because you got the same amount of freight coming in <clears> with <throat> not as many people helping move it yeah so but anyway we're, we're, we're doing better on first shift now so that's why I was there for
1: that's good you have anything on your list that you wanted to talk about you your pretty cursive handwriting
0: I do uh, I don't I didn't see the year that it happened but there was a year in which Sweden, or did you know, this is one of those did you know, mm-hmm. okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Hit me. Did
0: they classify being gay as an illness? We did too. But here's the deal. Sweden took it a step further.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, the Swedes took their own measures.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: In abundance, they started calling in sick to work.
1: Oh yeah. They were calling in gay to work.
0: They're calling in sick to work since it was classified as an illness. They said oh, I can't come in to work today. I'm feeling gay. <laughs> and that was how they protested it.
1: That's what, they got the law changed too. Or they got the they got the uh, classification changed. Yep. yep. I'm
0: feeling gay today. I can't I feel, come in. I
1: feel gay today. Sorry. <laughs> I wonder if that got covered under a doctor's note. I'm feeling gay today. <laughs>
0: And other ones did, you know? You know, you talking about different things that help. Like, you have all these different things that help the economy, and you have these things that help the ecosystem. Like, people don't realize how important bees are
1: for mm-hmm. our ecosystem mm-hmm. hugely
0: important. I mean, like, all the animals depend on. I mean, like, 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 what would a bear be without bees?
1: I I, I have a feeling there's a punchline coming. What would a bear be without bees? Ears a, and ears. <laughs> You should be ashamed of yourself.
0: <laughs> but I did a lot. I did a good job building that one up, though.
1: You really did. That was that was a good. That was very good. I'm very impressed. I was
0: working on a way to figure out how to work that up, work that into so you wouldn't think I was going with a dad joke.
1: <laughs> but the way you were saying it, though, I knew it had some kind of punchline.
0: <laughs> okay, here's another one for you. Okay. You hear the whole thing about cats have nine lives.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What animal has more lives than a cat? I don't know. A frog.
1: And why does a frog have more lives than
0: Because they croak every day. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one, huh? Oh, that was good. <laughs> it's so stupid.
2: It's so stupid, but it's so funny. <laughs>
1: Oh my god. You know, and, and stuff like that. Okay. Hey, let me let me let me drag this back just a little bit. All right. You made two puns. Mm-hmm. And they're excellent puns and I love puns. You got you, you know, it's the lowest form of humor. I love that kind of stuff. But you have to know so many things in advance in order to get a pun. You know what I mean, yeah like you you have to it's like god level kind of memes kind of deal where you know fifteen different things that lead up to why this thing is funny, the way you're saying it. Can you imagine in two hundred years when language has shifted and language has changed and we no longer speak the same way that we used to speak, some linguist somewhere trying to explain why without bees? bears our ears is funny to somebody who doesn't speak like we speak anymore. Can you imagine like having to explain the layers of of that specific joke on why it's funny? It's not funny if you have to explain it, but it's, I don't know. I think about stuff like that when I'm high. (laughs) Like all the different layers that go into stuff and, uh, you know, 200 years from now, things are going to be so freaking different. And because I... Okay, like, uh, for example, speaking of puns, did you know that the name Moses from the Bible, and this is not funny, this is just a thing, the name Moses in the Bible is a pun in Hebrew that means to be drawn from a river. Hmm. Which makes no sense why an Egyptian princess would name him Moses. You know what I mean? But it makes sense if he's a Hebrew child who was named Moses. So I would like to know what 15 layers of knowledge you have to have to know why Moses is funny as a pun. The name Moses. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I need somebody to explain that to me. But if I had known that as a kid, it probably would have blown my Bible knowledge way out a lot sooner than it was. I probably would have ended up atheist a lot quicker, but nobody ever told me that Moses was a pun in Hebrew. Cause it makes absolutely no sense why why Egyptian princess would use a Hebrew pun, cause she wouldn't have spoken the language. But anyway, oh, we had fajitas tonight. It was really good. I'm still working on mine. Did you eat all yours?
0: <laughs> I ate two of mine.
1: That was a big, big ass.
0: Old we used the uh, the burrito. Uh, tortillas
1: Guacamole and sour
0: cream and I put I put fresh tomatoes on mine Because I told you, I said, fuck it, I ain't being allergic to tomatoes anymore I like them, I'm going to eat them Fuck it, I'm going to eat them
1: He has got this weird allergy that he can just decide he doesn't have anymore But but, but the last time later, you did it, that, it, it catches up, up it, to it you It'll end
0: up coming back to me sooner or later
1: Because the last time it caught up to you, we were in uh, freaking St. Louis And you had eaten tomatoes because you were feeling froggy And then you ended up being sick for the rest of the night. Which was no fun. You didn't even get to ride the Ferris wheel with us. That makes me sad.
0: Hey, what did Tennessee?
1: I I don't know what Tennessee. What did Tennessee?
0: The same thing that Arkansas.
1: (laughs) You need help. (laughs) What kind of help do you need? You laughed. Seek professional help. <laughs> I'll tell you what Arkansas, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, putting a freaking Christian mural on the front steps of the fucking Capitol.
0: A very precise that she said her three, five, and seven year old did bullshit.
1: Bullshit, absolute bullshit. There's no way that those kids drew that mural. No. She had that commissioned, and I would be willing to bet that she used uh, state funds to have it done. And I would like to see her stuff audited To see if she used state funds To have that chalk drawing of the cross Put on the front steps of the Capitol She's like, you're not gonna make me Hide my religion Bitch, nobody's asking you to hide your damn religion But you are a state Employee You're do not. you not a king <laughs> I think she thinks she's like The king of Arkansas Or the queen of Arkansas Because she's the, the, the freaking governor But this is not a theocracy. This is not. You, uh, if a house falls on that bitch,
0: won't shed a tear.
1: Won't shed a tear. Well, as long as
0: she's it. the only one in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't want the kid. I don't want anything to happen to the kids. I don't know anything about her husband.
0: Well, he's got to be a dumb fuck. He married her, <laughs> and he thinks she looks good enough to fuck. So. <laughs> she, she's a three bagger. A,
1: there's a, there's a podcast that I listen to that'll mock her sometimes and when they have her speak the guy that does her voice he gotta talk
2: like this <laughs> that's his
1: Sarah Huckabee Sanders voice looks <laughs> 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 like oh my god that's so perfect because it looks like that's exactly what would come out of her gaping maw <laughs> right god I hate her so much ugh ugh anyway let's go on to happier things Um, we're going to have kind of an interesting, um, little deal tonight. Do you have anything else you want to talk about before we start our our little special segment?
0: Uh, let's see if I got any more good dad jokes. Hold on.
1: Yeah, I want to see your
2: dad jokes. Um.
0: Okay, my wife keeps accusing me of cheating.
2: uh Uh-huh.
0: Getting really annoying. Uh Uh-huh. She's starting to sound just like my girlfriend. (laughs)
1: Is that technically a dad joke or is that a divorced dad joke? <laughs> I think they could be both. <laughs> Ooh, that was a pretty pitch. He's lucky he didn't crank that across the stands. What else you got for me? Hang on, I'm uh, see. I'm drinking my wine.
0: I see, I see, I see. I found
1: some new wine. It's um, is it barefoot? Um, it's strawberry and passion fruit uh moscato is so good the only problem is it's only like six percent alcohol which is not a whole lot but if i drink the whole bottle <laughs> it'll be a lot <laughs>
0: there you go it's
1: We're, a big giant bottle
0: why do we go to the gym together
1: why do we go to the gym together i don't know
0: because we want our relationship to uh work out <laughs>
1: I hope you feel good about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, where do um, where do light beams go when they're bad?
0: Ooh, I don't know.
1: Prism. <laughs> it's a light sentence.
0: It's a light sentence.
1: Mm-hmm. Gives them some time to reflect on what they've done. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> And I've told you the one about they weighed a, they weighed a rainbow. Didn't I? They? they figured out how to weigh a rainbow.
0: Yes, you did tell me that one, but I don't remember the punchline.
1: It's pretty light.
0: It's pretty light. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then Parker's favorite one. How do you make a hanky dance?
0: Put a little boogie in it. Put
1: a little boogie in it. <laughs> We're going to have a special segment tonight. <clears throat> this is something that I've been wanting to do. It kind of... You know how we have a news segment?
0: Sorry, that wine's hitting me. I know, Ooh, right? Bloody.
1: We We sometimes... We have a news segment. And we have, you know, a sports segment and stuff like that. This one, I wanted to do silly stories from around the world. You know, just interesting and insane stuff from around the globe. Okay. Things that have happened. Um, first thing I want to talk about, though, is... Um, the SAG... And Rider Strike has been happening. So that has put a damper on um, movie productions. Right. Deadpool 3 was in the middle of filming. And um, they have Wolverine in the iconic yellow and blue costume. Yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> and they even released some video from behind the scenes um, on, the, uh, on the set. But... Like, the day after that got released, the um, the uh, actors joined the writer strike. So, and and these people in charge in Hollywood are a bunch of fucking vultures because they said their goal, they have no intention of coming to the table and talking to the unions until the writers all lose their houses and apartments and are homeless that and hungry.
0: That pissed Ron Perlman off.
1: That pissed Ron Perlman off because he said that there is a lot of ways to lose your house,
0: especially when he's like, "There's a lot of ways to lose your house, motherfucker," and we know where you live.
1: That's right. We're gonna find out which one of you said that, and we know where you live. There's a lot of ways to lose your house, so these these and and I've I've got friends in the industry, and they said that honestly, they're not super worried about that. Because writers are used to being unemployed. Yeah. That job, you kind of have to be used to that sort of thing because by its nature, writing in Hollywood, you jump from job to job. You're never going to be a writer for one single place for 50 years. That's just not going to happen. You you work at a place for one season of a TV show, then you go on to something else.
0: Yeah, and you don't start making good money all of a sudden and go buy the really expensive house that you got to turn around and sell next month.
1: Yeah, very, very few writers and very, 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 very few actors. Maybe 2% of the writers and actors out there are making good money doing what they're doing. Everybody else is just making it. And a lot of them have second jobs as waiters, um, you know, doing other things in the industry, that sort of thing. Um, to pay their bills but they're doing writing or they're doing acting because that's what they love to do but it, that's not what pay, that's not what is paying their bills right so I don't think the studios realize I think they've bit off more than they can chew because the writers are pissed off and the actors are pissed off and some really top names Matt Damon Ron Perlman um um uh, fucking um ah uh, Matthew McConaughey uh Jennifer Garner uh Ryan Reynolds Hugh Jackman all those guys are out on the picket lines with everybody else and they're letting their voices be heard and they're saying we are actors as well even though we're making our we're, we're able to pay our bills with with the salaries you give us it's bullshit that you're not taking care of these other guys yeah party girl number four needs to be able to pay her rent too and it's not cool One of the things that these studios were wanting to do was they were wanting to be able to take a 3D scan of your entire body and then a scan of your voice and use that as AI in perpetuity without paying you for it. So they would pay you for one day's worth of work, which is to get the scan. One day of work in Hollywood is about $150, so they're giving you 150 bucks for your likeness that they can use whenever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. And, that, and they, they thought that was a good concession. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> we want to get paid for our work. We want to get paid. You're using us. Pay us for it. What is wrong with you? And you got people like Bob Iker, um, who runs Disney. You got people like him who go vacation on $400 million yachts. Saying that they just don't have the money to spare to pay the writers. They just yeah. don't have the money. Like, well, buddy, why don't you take a fucking pay cut? You don't need all that money. Eat the rich. Solidarity. Anyway, solidarity with the writers and the actors. Yep, yep. So that's about the strike. All right, so.
0: Oh, talk about what you were telling me this morning or yesterday afternoon about how the, the, the guy, what the guy on TikTok was saying about, about the writers.
1: uh, Which one?
0: About how some of these content creators and people like that may be getting contacted.
1: Oh, yeah. So they were saying um, it is very possible, and it's very likely that it's already happened, that some of these studios in Hollywood are going to start contacting content creators on Instagram and TikTok. um, People who have big followings. And they're going to say, hey... You want your big break?
0: Come to we, Hollywood. Come
1: to Hollywood. We'll let you come in here. We'll let you come work for a little while. You know, you, you, can, you can break into acting this way. You can break into writing this way. We need somebody to write these shows for a minute. Don't do it. This guy on TikTok was saying, do not do it. <laughs> you are scabbing. You are crossing a picket line. And if you make the mistake of crossing a picket line during a strike... You will never work in Hollywood again. Yep. Because everybody will know who you are. And the unions will never hire you. Nobody that works around the unions will ever hire you. The studios will never hire you again because they know that you're easy to turn around. That'll be it. You'll never work again. And all of this stuff you've been working toward by getting your big following on TikTok or on Instagram or or wherever else you have it, all of this stuff you've been working toward will be out the window. Yep. So don't do it. Do not cross that picket line.
0: Nope. Don't. All right. Go on to what you're saying. I want you to talk about that. Okay. Sorry.
1: Anyway, so we're going to do a segment here, interesting stories around the world, silly stories around the world, and I want to start it off with the sea otter have you heard about this sea otter in california no they're stealing surfboards from surfers no so it's a fucking sea otter that's been raised in captivity so it's not scared of people they raised it in captivity they released it and they were expecting it to just you know go be with its little sea otter buddies in the ocean and leave people alone but no it's going up to people who are surfing off the coast of California. Jumping onto their surfboards and then biting them until they, until they jump off the surfboards and swim back to shore. It's been stealing surfboards. <laughs> and then it sits on the surfboards and rides them around.
0: Like, look what I got.
1: It's like, hey, look at me. Look at me. Look at what I can do. Um, this has happened at least four separate times. It has climbed onto the surfboards, biting and scratching the people on the surfboards. Um, In most of the cases, they've had to abandon their boards and swim ashore. (laughs) So they had to risk the sharks to get away from the sea otter. (laughs) Um, uh, The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has posted signs along the Santa Cruz coastline warning of an aggressive sea otter in this area and enter the water at your own risk. And... Uh, Let's see, Mark Woodward, a photographer who goes by Native Santa Cruz on Twitter and Instagram, has been sharing videos and photos of the sea otter snatching and riding boards. This may seem cute and funny, he says, but it's getting to be dangerous. I'm afraid that the sea otter, which was born in captivity and released when it was old enough, will have to be captured and live at a rescue sanctuary. So it's a little five-year-old otter. um, And it was born to an otter who was also known to approach people on kayaks. So they this baby was born, the mama apparently approached people on her own too. And so they took the baby, put him in captivity, raised him for five years and then released him. And now he's doing what the mama was doing. Only worse.
0: <laughs> or better.
1: Or bet yeah, or better. I don't know. I just have this vision of this little sea otter on the on a, a surfboard and he's like riding a wave in. <laughs> was that hang hang 10 or hang 20 (laughs) um oh here's a good one too um you know those um anti-bird spikes that people put up to keep birds from sitting on stuff
0: yeah like what they have up at the uh above cameras yeah
1: yeah um exactly there's just little spikes that stick everywhere that way birds can't land and, and you know mess up the pavement below and stuff like that so, there have been some birds um, in, where is this? Let me find out where this is. Uh, Dutch is um, Holland, right? Okay. Um, so, apparently, some magpies have taken those spike strips for the birds, ripped them up, and used them to build a nest. Look at this. Let me let me find the picture of it. Look, see? That's a nest. Those are those are made out of spike strips.
0: That's awesome.
1: And the magpies were like, "Fuck you and your spike strips. We're just going to use them to make a nest." <laughs> so, yeah. So they've got the they've got the nest on display. Um this is hilarious because this is this is kind of a um this is a really good example of birds adapting to their environment right we have tried to make the environment not suitable for birds and the birds are like fuck you and you're suitable
0: they find a way (laughs)
1: life uh uh finds a way (laughs) yeah Um, other, it says, uh, this is not the first example of unhospitable items being used for birds' nests. Um, other sharp materials, including barbed wire and knitting needles, are also used by magpies for the roof of their nest. Um, and this is, okay, yeah, so similar magpie nests have been found in the Netherlands, Belgium, and Scotland. So this is, this is a worldwide phenomenon that these magpies are just saying, fuck you and your bird strips.
2: <laughs> that's fucking <laughs> hilarious.
1: So that's another story that we've got. <clears throat> um, oh, this is a cool one. So I thought this was neat. Can you see this? Can you see this mural right here? Can you tell what that is? I don't know if you can or not. No, I can't tell. What that is. Okay, so that is actually a mural that is on one of the walls at Pompeii, and they uncovered it recently. And the mural shows. A pizza. And okay. this this mural is on the side of a what they know to be a bakery in Pompeii. What they didn't know is that people were making pizzas that far back. They had no idea pizza was a thing back then. So we're talking two thousand years ago, people were making pizzas.
0: What would they put on it back
1: then? Um they said if 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 you look at it. It's um, savory ingredients. It's like, there's no tomato sauce. There's no cheese. It looks like it was like spices and maybe some oil. So it was like focaccia bread and then like, um, and then like oil. So it was almost like a, almost like a dipping bread. Oh, oh he screwed that up. Um, but it was almost like a, like a bread that you dip in oil is what they, what they were calling this pizza.
0: Oh, made me think about any pastas. That was my favorite thing about that restaurant.
1: Any pastas. was great um let's see they said it appears the flat focaccia bread has been seasoned with spices um the painting was discovered 14 miles from naples um which where the traditional art of pizza making has been granted unesco protection um let's see Uh, let me find this hang on a second um how can we fail to think in this regard of pizza also born as a quote poor dish in southern italy which has now conquered the world and is served in michelin starred restaurants said gabriel i can't pronounce that last name gabriel his name's gabriel so we'll go with that um but they didn't they didn't realize that pizza was being made this far back so it's kind of neat to have like confirmation that you know, our ancestors enjoyed pizza, too. <laughs> and you know what's so awful is when we go get our wine for the week, we go to that liquor store that's right there next to the Domino's Pizza.
0: <laughs> pizza Hut.
1: I don't know how those people at that liquor store, I I, Did you know that I don't know how they work next to that Domino's Pizza all the time. 'Cause that liquor store just smells like pizza just constantly. I'd be so fat. I'd be walking over there and just order me a pizza like every 15 minutes. I freaking love pizza.
2: Oh. So good.
1: Let's see, what is our next one? Oh. Alright. Apparently we are getting a cage match between Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk.
0: No, we're not.
1: They are apparently very serious about it. They're going to do it. They're going to fight at the UFC octagon.
0: I'll believe that shit when I see it. I don't think that'll happen.
1: (laughs) What I want to see is... (laughs) Mark. Now, look. Billionaires are evil, alright? I want both of them to not exist. Zuckerberg and Musk. I'm putting that on the record. They should not exist. But... If given the choice between two billionaires, I got my money on Zuck. Yeah. He works out. He he like works out. He has a jiu-jitsu trainer who trains him in jiu-jitsu. He's also about 10 to 15 years younger than Elon Musk. And Musk has said he doesn't work out at all. And we've seen pictures of a shirtless Elon Musk. He he ain't he's doughy as hell. He he no he's not he's not doing any jujitsu in his part in his uh, in his time off. But did you see the picture that came out of Zuckerberg here recently with his trainer? No, dude's got a six pack. Musk doesn't stand a chance, and I really, really, desperately want to see Mark Zuckerberg dog walk
2: <laughs>
1: Elon Musk around that ring. <laughs> I want to see him put in an arm bar. And have, have Musk tap out after like 15 seconds. (laughs) Because that's what's going to happen. They think that this fight is going to be bigger. What did they say? They said it's going to be bigger than, bigger than Mayweather and Conor McGregor. Which 50 million people watched. Would you watch it? The fight? Yeah.
0: If somebody else paid for it.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to do a pay-per-view on this I'll watch the, the clips on the internet later I'm definitely not going to pay for it But, that, but that, that goes again To the issue that I have with live fights Versus like WWE Because if I do a pay-per-view for WWE I know I'm getting three hours worth of action If I pay for a pay-per-view At some other type of fight I might get 15 seconds of action And 45 minutes of somebody talking about The 15 seconds of action.
0: Which is probably what usually happens.
1: Yeah, so I, I personally don't see the point of watching a pay-per-view for a non-scripted fight. I just, you're not getting your money's worth. Oh, and Guy Fieri is dead to me, by the way. Okay. As much as I fucking love Guy Fieri, and it this hurts my heart to say it, um, he's one of the ones, he was one of the celebrities that was at the UFC match the other day that Donald Trump was at, and he went up there and, like, warmly greeted Donald Trump and was like shaking his hand and giving him a hug and everything so I cannot in good conscience continue to support the man
0: nope not anymore he's dead
1: yep dead to me sorry should've known
0: hope and I love Guy. fear goes. hope wherever he goes they serve him raw eggs
1: <laughs> any kind of eggs he hates any kind of eggs
0: eggs on fucking everything
1: he needs to eat eggs on toast <laughs> um So here's a cute story. This guy, his name is Phil Stringer. Um, He was. Is he a fisherman
0: because he fills the string? No. Oh.
1: He had an early morning flight from Oklahoma City to Charlotte, North Carolina. And he's sitting at the airport in Oklahoma City and his plane was delayed. Not a big deal, right? Okay. Planes get delayed all the time.
2: All right.
1: It was due to mechanical issues. They had to get them fixed. He's like, okay, whatever, fine. I'll just stay at the airport till it's done. Then they delayed it again. He said, Okay, I'll keep staying. Then they delayed it again. And they kept delaying it. And they delayed it for eighteen fucking hours. And he's still waiting on this plane. Now, after eighteen hours of me waiting on a plane, I will have rented a rental car at this point. (laughs) If I can't get on another plane going to Charlotte, North Carolina, I will have rented me a rental car. And driven to Charlotte, North Carolina. Because Oklahoma to North Carolina, you can do that in 18 hours, right? You can do that in less than 18 hours.
0: Well, let's see how long the drive is. You keep talking, I'll look it up.
1: So, Oklahoma and Charlotte, North Carolina. So, he was supposed to get on that flight in the early morning. He actually got on the flight at midnight. And this is on Sunday. Okay? So, he spent all day... Yeah, Oklahoma City to Charlotte, North Carolina. So, he has waited at this point on a Sunday.
0: 16 hours and one minute nonstop.
1: Yeah, 18 hours for this plane. And he finally boards just before midnight on Sunday night. And he's thinking, shit, is something wrong? Did I miss the flight? Did I miss when they were all boarding? Because there's nobody here. The flight crew gets on the plane and they're like, fuck, there's somebody on this plane? They had no idea. He was the only person on that plane.
2: <laughs> the
1: only person. And so it was just Stringer and four flight attendants who he said were called back for their hotel from their, for their roughly two and a half hour flight. So they would not have had to fly had he not been on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> So they spent the flight cracking jokes, teasing and chatting with, a, with each other, and he put it on TikTok, which is now a viral video on TikTok, where he spent 18 hours at this, at this uh, fucking airport and then had the plane by himself. And we were like, look, we can either be negative about the situation and make a bad situation worse by our attitude, or we can be positive, lighthearted, and try to make something of this and at least have fun. So that positive outlook surely came in handy when, after a long flight finally landed around 3.30 a.m. local time, Stringer realized that his long-checked bag was lost.
0: Oh, motherfuckers.
1: (laughs) He found it after about 45 minutes, drove an hour to Greensboro, stopped home for a quick shower, and then went to work. He stayed up for 18 hours waiting for a plane, flew for two and a half hours, Drove for another hour, showered, and went to work.
0: Yeah, I've been calling in that
1: day. I'd have been calling in, but the whole reason he was trying to get back by Monday was because he had me- he had meetings on Monday that he couldn't miss. So he was like, he was stuck. You know what? What are you gonna do? Because he's either driving sixteen hours without stopping, or he's waiting eighteen hours for this plane. Either way, he's in the same boat. So hopefully, he got a little bit of. <sighs> he is hopefully he got a little bit of sleep on this flight but this is the this is this is cute that could have been the end of that but two things happened for one stringer and the flight attendants have kept touch they text regularly in a group chat about their day-to-day lives and viral fame he's even bought plane tickets to visit them at their home base in dallas later this month so he made friends with the flight crew oh cool And Stringer has been getting all sorts of calls and supportive messages from people who have seen his TikTok, which has garnered more than 10 million likes. He says he's heard from television producers who want to make episodes about his experience, and even got an invitation to join the celebrity video sharing platform on Cameo. Stringer had a feeling that his video would take off, but not to the extent that it was. The most moving messages he adds are from strangers who say it made them smile even during a hard time and about how they can incorporate some of that positivity in their own lives let's see um they probably let's see he says it seems like they would have flown the plane with or without me cuz he he was wondering why they didn't just cancel it um Let's see. Stringer credits the crew's positivity with turning a tough travel day around. As soon as a flight attendant saw him at the gate, he says, they began teasing him for single-handedly forcing them back to work in the middle of the night. They joked good-naturedly that he'd be sitting in the middle seat in the back of the plane with no snacks or drinks. And I was like, okay, that's fair. That's fine. But let's see how many times I can hit that call light. Like, that's going to be fun, he said. And so that kind of built a fun rapport between us before we even boarded. There are certain announcements that the crews have to make by law. So, even though they had an uh, audience of one, Stringer says, so he got a personalized safety demo as well as a special shout out at the end of every PA announcement. Yes, Phil, we're talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> He says that they laughed a lot, they got to know each other, and even trying to find some games like bingo to play on the way. They made sure to trade numbers by the end of the flight. As he sees it, people who can be positive in a negative situation are the type of people he wants to stay connected with. Stringer calls himself a firm believer that a person's attitude determines their direction in whatever they do. And he hopes that there's one lesson people take from his experience. Quote, if you're going through a hard time, or if you're going through a difficult season of anything, or it could be something as silly as a delayed flight, if you choose to shift your focus to something positive, you can absolutely change the situation just by changing your perspective and your attitude. That's a good way to look at it. Very positive things came out of that flight. But can you imagine being the only person on a flight? <laughs>
0: you know, there's a flight that's like, motherfucker.
1: <laughs> but it's good that they weren't bitter about it. You know, they could have they made his flight miserable he could have made their flight miserable
0: it's all about just making the best out of a bad situation it
1: really is and i can't and i can't tell you the number of people because i work in an airport part-time uh at the rental car agency i cannot tell you the number of people who have had a shitty day because traveling is tough no matter if it goes perfectly or not and these people have had a really truly shitty day and they make that my problem it's like dude i didn't cause your day to be so bad why are you taking this out on me? You know, let me let and so whenever I'm up there at the rental car uh, place, renting these people their cars, I do my best to try to be a smiling face and somebody who's happy and who's getting them in a car and who does something really nice for them, especially if they're if they're if they're nice to me. Because let me give you guys a little inside baseball here. If you're nice to your rental agent, they will do all kinds of stuff for you. <laughs> they will get you free upgrades. <laughs> they will take money off your bill. Um, don't ask for it, but just be super nice and see what they can do for you. Because I guarantee you, like somebody, like, like me, there's been times when I have discounted people 200 bucks on their bill. There's been times when I've given people rental cars for free. There's been times when I have done everything that is within my limited amount of power. To make a shitty day as good as possible, because the person was nice to me.
0: Yeah, I remember you gave somebody a discount one time. He was like, "Hey, I like your shoes."
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Hey, I like those shoes. How would you like a hundred bucks off your bill?" You know, and that was that was half their rental car bill. And I just I just knocked fifty percent off their bill, just you know, because they were they were they were nice to me. And I can do that sort of thing, and it makes everybody happier, and it makes everything go better. But I guarantee you, those people who come up and make their problems my problems, they don't get shit from me. No, They don't get
0: shit from me. They're the ones that think they're going to show their ass and get discounts just to get rid of them.
1: And I hate the ones that come up and go, are you going to give me half off my bill? No, motherfucker. I'm not giving you anything off your bill. Quit asking me for stuff. What's wrong with you? (laughs) You come be nice to me and I'll think about giving you something off your bill, but you start coming up here and demanding things like an entitled asshole? No, absolutely not.
0: No, see ya.
1: But anyway, don't make your traveling problems other people's problems, and I guarantee you they'll help you. Uh,
2: so See, here's, you
0: wouldn't want to be you.
1: Here's my nightmare. <laughs> Roller coaster riders were trapped upside down for hours after mechanical failure.
0: That happened when I was in school. I can't remember if it was junior high or high school, back when Astral World was still open in Houston. We took a trip down there. Mm-hmm. One of their rides was called the Viper. And it came up, comes out of a tunnel, and then does a loop. It got stuck on the loop. Ooh. Now, luckily, they were only there for about forty-five minutes. But one of the guys I knew that was on there, he said his his head felt like it was going to pop.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, because you're you're not. He supposed was upside to do that. down for so long. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> this was the Fireball. Um, this was uh, an amusement park um, in Crandon, Wisconsin, and it looks like. It looks like it's one of those carnivals. This is not like a Six Flags where everything is up all the time. This is a carnival that they break down and, and put back up. You see this thing? This is what this thing is. It's just, it's a it's a circle. Right. And that it, it goes back and then forth and then back and then forth and a little more and a little more. And it's finally doing loop-de-loop-de-loop-de-loop-de-loops. All right? And they got stuck on one of the loop-de-loops. <laughs> and they're stuck upside down.
2: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> all my stuff would be out of my pockets um, emergency personnel um, were dispatched to the scene within 15 minutes but they needed to request special equipment including three ladder trucks from nearby towns to complete the rescue one truck with a capability of rising over 100 feet took approximately 45 minutes to arise on the scene An off-duty firefighter with specialized rope rescue training happened to be at the festival at the time of the incident and advised local uh, crews on possible options. Um, The complexity of the operation meant that the first of the passengers was not safely back on ground until roughly two hours after the ride had first gotten stuck. It took another hour and 40 minutes for all of the remaining passengers to be rescued. Um, video, videos posted to social media show carnival workers grinding on metal, desperately trying to unstick the coaster as firemen on ladders talked calmly to the suspended passengers. Um, five of the passengers appeared to be children. One of them, a girl, told the rescuers to unstrap an older man first because he was visibly struggling and appeared to have passed out at one point. That little girl deserves a medal of courage for sure, Brass said. Um, they were, some of them were taken to the, uh, hospital, You know just because you can't you can't be upside down for three and a half hours without suffering so humans are not meant to be upside down for that long they're just not your blood doesn't flow in that direction your heart is doing all kinds of weird things trying to keep your blood flowing and it just it just doesn't work um so anyway um the incident unfolded just days after a 325 foot tall roller coaster in north carolina was closed for ominous looking repairs Visitors to the Winds Amusement Park had reported seeing a fissure in one of the steel support beams, which caused the beam to shake and sway as cars took a sharp turn at top speed. My nightmare. <laughs> and you've got your eyes closed over there. You're imagining all that shit happening, aren't you? Mm. This is why... <clears throat> Do you remember when you forced me to go on that ride with the kids? Because you're like, no, honey, you should go on that ride with the kids. It goes upside fucking down because they would love for you to go on that ride and it, and you said every time you saw me I had a look on my face like I was about to die well I was about to die Okay, I just want to let you know I almost died on that ride and it would have been your fault
0: it was a gravity wheel you weren't going to die it didn't go upside down You're I might tilted. have died
1: I could have Such very easily baby. died
0: wah <laughs> baby wah
1: you do it next time that's fine <laughs> I don't ride roller coasters anymore not since we rode that one in, in uh, <laughs> Six Flags that went down into that tunnel. And that tunnel looked like it was about two feet wide. <laughs>
0: that tunnel did not look like it was big enough.
1: And you go, it went up the hill, the big first hill, you know, that you that you do all the dropping off of. So it goes up, 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 up. And then we were in the front. We were in the very front of this ride. Front two cars. And we're sitting there, and we go over the hill, and it's not quite ready to release yet. And we're looking down, and we're going, holy shit, are we going into that hole? Because that hole goes in the ground, and the thing's about two feet wide. That's not big enough for this thing. Oh, fuck, here we go.
2: <laughs> and then we
1: fell down the stupid hill, and we went through that stupid tunnel, and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I don't I do not do roller coasters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were fun when I was younger, but, you know. I, yeah, I'm too
0: old for that shit I'm, now.
1: I'm just, you know, I'm.
0: All that shaking and jerking around.
1: Yeah. Shit. I'm, I'm Danny Glover. I'm too old for this shit.
0: Have, have me the wheelchair ready when we get done so I can get <laughs> out of it. Fuck all that.
1: Oh, here's something interesting that I bet you didn't know. Because I didn't know this. South Koreans, people who live in South Korea, mm-hmm. are all now one to two years younger than they were yesterday. But just in South Korea. Okay. <laughs> so the way that they calculate your age in South Korea is when you are born, they count you as a year old because that's your first year. And then when you hit your next birthday, you're now two years old. Because you're when starting you hit, your second year. Because you're starting your second year. And then when you hit your next birthday, you're now okay, three I get years it, old. I get it. I get it. So that's how they've calculated that. South Korea has decided that they are going to go with the international way of calculating ages, which is 0 to 1 is one year. You, you hit your first birthday, that's you're now one year old. And then you hit your second birthday, now you're two. Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. So that means that somebody who was 30 years old today when they changed it is now 29 instead.
2: Time travel. <laughs> Goodbye.
1: Goodbye goodbye. <laughs> I need a doodly do To take us into the past
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, But what they were doing over there Is they were using um, The South Korean method To tell people what their ages were But like on documents And things like that they were using the international method So a lot of people had two ages And it kind of depended on who you talked to Versus uh, you know the, You would tell them what age you were Huh. But now they're all transitioning over to the international way of doing it, which is how everybody does. Which brings to mind another question: How did we all decide to use Arabic numbers for numbers?
0: Well, like, well who, I've, I've who figured I've always that out? Decided, wondered is like who decided that three was three? The Arabs. You know. Well, why did somebody Or, like you know just different things like? Who's the first person To come up and say 100% is all of something
1: Yeah Like Like why Why is 100% All of something Versus Is it because we have A base 10 counting system
0: But why do we have A base 10 counting system Because
1: we have 10 fingers Seriously If we had 8 fingers We would have A base 8 counting system And we would count by 8s Instead of counting by 10s But like literally That's the reason Why we have a base 10 It's because we have 10 fingers I don't
0: know Ten fingers, ten times.
1: <laughs> I wish that we could go to the metric system in America. I really do, wow. because we have such a fucking mishmash. We have two liter soda. I don't know what a fucking liter is. I just know how big a two liter soda is.
0: Want a liter of cola?
1: Want a liter of cola? <laughs> Want a goddamn liter of cola? Sounds like spit to you.
2: <laughs> yeah, fuck it.
1: <laughs> Great movie. We need to watch that again. Um. we need to go to the metric system in america you know because and we almost did it in the 70s which would have been awesome because i would have been brought up um learning the metric system and wouldn't have had to worry about in the imperial system which makes no goddamn sense um but no no jimmy carter had to be a nice person instead of being a hard ass and now we don't have the metric system in america which sucks We're like we're we're one of like two countries that doesn't use the metric system, (laughs) which is so dumb.
0: (laughs) Imagine if they went to it now, how fucked up people would be.
1: It would take if you start the kids out using the metric system, start them out as kindergartners using the metric system. It would take ten years for everybody to be on the metric system
0: or less. Driving across the border to Canada, holy fuck, I can drive eighty here.
1: So Canada has a weird relationship with the metric system because they use metric and imperial at the same time because they have so much stuff that that bleeds into america (coughs) so they do stuff in imperial and metric at the same time which is confusing to somebody who doesn't live there but to my canadian friends they're like yeah that's just how we do it (laughs) yeah fuck it. everything's normal when when that's all you do you know so so it makes sense if we if we just if we just did it, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But so many people are, America, raw. we can't change. We can't be like everybody else. Why the fuck not? They've got it right. <laughs> it's okay to do things that other people do. Anyway, um, have you heard about the crocodile Jesus?
0: Uh, no.
1: <laughs> well, he technically, crocodile Jesus wasn't born, but crocodile Jesus could be born. Because there is a crocodile in Costa Rica who has been living by herself for the last 16 years. And she laid eggs that had babies in them.
0: Oh, I think I did read about that.
1: Parthenogenesis.
0: I remember seeing something about that.
1: Yeah, so this was at the Costa Rica Zoo. This uh, Costa Rica Zoo. <coughs> this article is from June the seventh. Uh, scientists have documented the first known of a vir- uh, instance of a virgin birth by a crocodile, who has been living in isolation for sixteen years at a Costa Rican zoo the female american crocodile laid 14 eggs in 2018 within her enclosure a not uncommon phenomenon among captive reptiles the more puzzling fact however came after three months of incubation when one egg was found to contain a fully formed stillborn baby crocodile so crocodile jesus because he doesn't have a father um they tested the genetic uh the fetus the crocodile fetus's genetic makeup they found DNA sequences showing it was a result of feculative parthenogenesis or reproduction without a genetic con- contribution of males the phenomenon of parthenogenesis which some scientists have referred to the shorthand of virgin birth have also been documented in other species of fish birds lizards and snakes scientist says this is the first known example in a crocodile <clears throat> I have got a friend on Facebook I call him a friend he is an acquaintance on Facebook who raises snakes he recently had a parthenogenesis happen with one of his snakes huh it's apparently pretty common
0: with them oh yeah
1: I didn't even know that that was a thing I thought parthenogenesis because the way I was raised you gotta have the male and the female you know but biology is so much more weird than anything (laughs) I was ever raised to know
0: some species just find a way.
1: Life finds a way. Um, <clears throat> this one did not result in any type of live birth, but some of them have. We've just never seen it in a crocodile before. And they're thinking that this may go back to like dinosaurs and stuff like that, the parthenogenesis and dinosaurs. Because we know frogs can do it. Amphibians can do it. We know snakes can do it. All that stuff is rather closely related to some stuff that we had back in the dinosaur days which is pretty cool
0: so if a t-rex couldn't get laid she's just like fuck it i'll have my own kid
1: pretty much yeah uh let's see oh (laughs) did you know Uh, okay have you ever tried to um have you ever tried to type out the word fucking on your phone and it comes out as ducking all the time all the time right yeah uh, so, Apple is fixing that. Okay. They are changing it to where the word fucking actually types out as fucking instead of ducking.
0: Because yeah, That makes me so ducking mad when it does that.
1: <laughs> I mean, who uses ducking? Uh, that, that's, such a, that's so much more rare than using the word fucking.
0: <laughs> this is ducking ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess if you were going under something, you would be ducking. But how many times are you going to say something like that? But they fix it. Um, One of the most notable happenings at Apple's event for developers on Monday, June the 5th, is likely the iPhone maker's tweak that will keep its autocorrect feature from annoyingly correcting one of the most common expletives to ducking. From those moments you must want to type a ducking word, well, keyboard will learn it too, said Craig Craig somebody, uh, Apple's software chief. Um... The iPhone keyboard autocorrect feature has always had its quirks, sometimes taking a misspelled word while texting and substituting what it seems a logical option that ends up changing the meaning of a particular phrase or sentence. Um, let's see. Oh, here we go. Apple shares hit an all-time record on Monday, putting the company's market value just shy of $3 trillion. One of the most profitable, um, profitable companies on the planet can you imagine that's what the market valuation is is three three billion dollars um the it gains over 280 percent over the past five years which even through covid meant that they were growing their profits were growing it's insane damn yeah they need to spread that wealth around (laughs) write me a check mr apple Oh, this is one of my favorite stories that I've seen. This happened on July the tenth. You may have seen this on TikTok, uh, but this happened in Atlanta at a nail salon. Uh,
0: Oh, I think I I see the I see the clip. Uh huh. Pause. I saw that.
1: Yeah. So this guy walks into a (laughs) nail salon to rob it. He's got his hand down inside of a bag, like he's got a gun or something. But he's going around going, give me the money, give me the money, give me the money. And everybody just kind of sits there and looks at him. And
0: just ignores him, basically.
1: <laughs> one of the people even made a phone call, like, uh, <laughs> just made a random phone call. And uh, one lady just left in the middle of the of the robbery. <laughs> he didn't even try to stop her. He just, He's like, just give me the money. And everybody just looking at him like, no.
0: And he finally <laughs> just gets pissed off. He's like, man, fuck this and just leaves.
1: <laughs> he's still at large. They haven't caught him yet. They have no idea who he is. <laughs> but at, Atlanta's some special people if they're just going to sit there and just be like, no. <laughs> You're not robbing. We choose not to be robbed today.
0: <laughs> and then people... Well, they, see, that reminds me of like when I was still... I was probably 17, 18 years old working at the movie theater in uh-huh. East Texas.
2: Uh-huh.
0: I was going around to the, th- to the different theaters doing my checks like I have to do. <clears throat> And I came out of one of them <clears throat> and I noticed that, you know, our snack bar and our <coughs> ticket booth were right there next to each other. Mm-hmm. And so there was a guy standing between the two of them talking to the the girl in the snack bar and the, and the girl behind the counter for the ticket booth, right? Right. Didn't pay no attention to it, just thought somebody they knew. So I walked on into the next theater. When I came back out, the guy was gone. And I was like, did, who was that guy that was in here just a few minutes ago? What was he wanting? And the girl that was behind the counter in the ticket booth, she's like, Oh, he, he was wanting to rob us. I was like, Wait, what? She's like, Yeah, he, he said he wanted me to give him the money out of the ticket, out of the, out of the till, and I told him no. <laughs> she said that she didn't have the authority to do that. I told him I didn't have the authority to do that. And I was like, For real? So ain't that shit not worth you losing your life over? Somebody, they got a weapon or something. You fucking give him a shit. Let it go. I said, well, what'd you say to him? <laughs> and he said, she told me, she goes, well, I told him that he would have to speak to my manager because he was the only one that had the authority to give the money out in a situation like that. And he asked me, well, who's the manager? And that's, that's why I pointed at you when you walked by. I said, it's that white boy right there. And the dude's like, ah, oh, hell, I ain't got time to fuck with no white boy. And he turned around and left. I was like, God dang, girl! Like, don't get me mixed up in your bullshit. Let him,
1: <laughs> let him have the money, shit. I don't
0: give a damn about that money.
1: That's that's what we're taught at the rental car place. If anybody comes in trying to take money or take keys, you just give them what they want. Let them go on about their business because they're yep. on camera; they'll be fine. But honestly, and, and that happens more often than you think it does at rental car places. People come in and like steal keys and stuff, and just like take off in the cars course we could find them you know because we know the cars are <laughs> some of them have low jack on them. yeah but um but there's actually <clears throat> here in little rock one of our um one of our uh rental locations in the middle of town actually has a panic button and it's one of the only locations like in the entire state or in this entire region that's got uh, a panic button because there's so much crime that happens in that place <laughs> It's like an instant call to the cops. But, yeah, don't don't risk your life with something like that. Just give them the damn money. It's okay.
0: Look, let them have it.
1: Or you could do what they did in Atlanta and just be like, no. Oh, well,
0: that's what she did. She's like, no, I can't do that.
1: No, we're not doing that. Oh, this
2: is a kid. Cute...
0: And I, I was working. I remember one night I was working up in the ticket booth for a little while. Mm-hmm. And it was a young kid. I say, I, I say young. He was probably, he looked, well, he, he appeared to be about 13 or
2: 14.
0: Mm-hmm. And the way our ticket booth was, it kind of was a, kind of an outset from the building. Right. Mm-hmm. And he walked up and he was looking, he walked around to both sides of the of the ticket booth. He was walking back and forth. And I finally stopped him. I was like, you know, we had like where the window was where people hand me their money and I'd give them the tickets. We had this little wooden thing that we would have a little wing nut on it. You tighten it up. You slide it back and forth, right? Uh-huh. And I, had, I slid it open. I said, is somebody I can help you with, kid? He goes, I was just wondering something. And I was like, well, what are you wondering? He said, oh, I was just wondering, is this stuff bulletproof? And I, and I said, yep, and slid the thing closed. <laughs> and he walked off.
1: <laughs> well, your life probably got saved by saying something like that. I was like, yep, Ooh. sure is. Well, let's, thank goodness he didn't try to test that out.
0: Because it was definitely not.
1: <laughs> this is a cute story. Um, on February the 14th, 1904... Someone curious about the emergency, emerging possibilities of a key force of nature checked out James Clerk Maxwell's An Elementary Treatise on Electricity from the New Bedford Free Public Library. It would take 119 years in the sharp eyes of a librarian in West Virginia before the scientific text finally found its way back to the Massachusetts Library. So they checked out a library book in 1904 and kept it (laughs) and then um, in Uh, let's see when was it Um, hang on I'm trying to find it here well I don't say when it was but it was 119 years later somebody had taken these books and donated them to a library so this, this book was in somebody's personal library and they took these books probably when somebody died right it had probably been passed down so they took these books donated them to the library the library was going through it and noticed that it had a library mark on it from a library in Massachusetts then that had never been checked back in and so they gave it to the library in Massachusetts and let them check it back into their library after 119 years
0: imagine <laughs> them leave fees yeah
1: Well, the new Bedford Library has a five-cent-per-day late fee. At that rate, someone returning a book overdue by 119 years would face a fee of more than $2,100. The good news is the library's late fee limit maxes out at $2. I was
0: just going to do the math on that because it was 119 years times 365.25 days. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, and you said it's times .05 cents a day? Yes. $2,173.24. Yeah.
2: Yep. <laughs> it's
0: an expensive-ass book.
1: It's an expensive-ass book. But that's why I love libraries. The fact that, they're, that their late fee stopped at $2. They want people to read. You know, they're like, no, take our books. It's fine. We want you to read. We want you to enjoy these books. We want you to have them. Can you imagine somebody in congress proposing the idea of a library today they'd be called a socialist freakazoid Mm -hmm. and they'd be like absolutely not we're not spending public funds on a library what's wrong with you that needs to go to something else make it be private which that's what they're trying to do they're trying to privatize libraries which is a super bad idea
0: well who goes to libraries anymore
1: a lot of people go to libraries, and did you know that, you know, like, people who pay for Audible subscriptions, and, you know, that you pay in 15 bucks a month to listen to a few books on tape? You can get a library card and download those same books, and um, it's a whole hell of a, you, you don't have to pay anything for these books, because you have your library card. And so instead of paying Audible 15 bucks a month Just get you a fucking Library card You get the exact same books For free huh. I mean it's an awesome It's an awesome program Where is my Because ah, my little watch Needs to be. That does
0: sound pretty cool
1: We went to the library All the time when I was a kid Oh I did too And you know If you don't have the internet That's a good place You can go to look for jobs Um Remember
0: I got my first Library card Right before I got into uh, kindergarten.
2: Because mm-hmm.
0: the first book I ever re- rented out of a library, I still remember what it was. It was Stuart Little.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, That's such a good book. I love Stuart Little.
0: Because I was taught to read before I started kindergarten.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Which made kindergarten kind of boring because there was a lot of kids that were in there that was trying to learn how. Now, what's the difference between A and C. You know, they're trying to learn their alphabet and shit. You already do. And I was over there, I was reading Stuart, they had Stuart Little in the school library. And I was reading it again while they were all learning their alphabet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I learned how to read early as well. <clears throat> but it's a little different than for me because, you know, I didn't have the, the structure of the, like the the public school to go to but um but yeah we we spent a lot of time in the libraries and i remember um going to the school library when i was in college i'd go to the school library and check books at the library there and that that was awesome because i could find anything i wanted
0: i like the smell
1: mm-hmm.
0: like i love going into uh, barnes and noble barnes and noble
1: just the smell of the books
0: i love going in there and i love to go into westernware stores
1: oh yeah the smell leather, of leather.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah buddy <laughs> that and lumber yards yeah. Fucking love the smell of sawdust.
1: <laughs> and and I don't know what it is about those smells, but there it seems like that stuff is universal. What do you mean? Everybody likes those smells. I mean that's not that's not something weird for you to like. Everybody likes the smell of cut grass. Everybody likes the smell of a good book. Everybody likes the smell of a, of a you know leather.
0: Well, cut grass because that reminds me of being on the baseball field.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, and and smells are such a integral part of the way your brain works.
0: Well, your longest memories are tied to smells. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Of course, I don't know how many times I've been playing Xbox, and whew, said the longest memories retur- will go to smells. And this one dude's always talking about blowing ass. and He's like, mm, I don't remember eating that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about yourself, aren't you?
0: No, one of the brothers. <laughs>
1: How would you like to um, How would you like to pay $63,750 For a handbag That is smaller than a greener price
0: Uh, I don't know Because I wouldn't do it
1: (laughs) A tiny knockoff Louis Vuitton handbag Sold for $63,000 At auction earlier this week The green bag made by the New York Based art collective MSCHF Which I guess is mischief Measures in at 657 by 22 by 700 micrometers Which is smaller than a grain of salt And narrow enough to pass through the eye of a needle The bag was put on display in Paris earlier this month Mounted under a microscope It acts as a commentary on the impracticality of ever-shrinking luxury handbags They said
0: and somebody drops it. Ah oh, fuck.
1: <laughs> that's what it looks like. Can you see that on his on the on the tip of his finger? That's what the bag looks like and that's what it looks like on the tip of somebody's finger. You can't even hardly see that. It looks like a freckle.
0: That's so dumb.
1: It's, it's extremely dumb. But it's an it's an art piece and you know, honestly art pieces are not supposed to be worth anything.
0: They're only worth what someone's willing to pay.
1: And apparently somebody was willing to pay sixty three thousand dollars
0: somebody's got more money and know what they know what to do with it
1: <laughs> they could have given that sixty three thousand dollars to me hell yeah i'd be fine with that
0: i'm all about people donating to that poor and unfortunate fund
1: that's right because i'm poor and it's real unfortunate yep all right i have run out of stuff to talk about my dear
0: um been kind of in the same boat
1: I didn't have a whole lot tonight, but I wanted to do the, the, the cute little stories that I found from around the world.
0: I'm like craving a big glass of water so bad right now.
1: That's because you drank all that wine and you haven't had any water. Nope. Yep. And you've been dipping again.
0: But I really want that water.
1: <laughs> well, we're going to bring it to a close tonight. Thank you for sticking with us this long. If you did. If you did. <laughs> and if you didn't, well, screw you too. <laughs> cardboard,
0: wouldn't. good luck on your house, brother.
1: Hell yeah. And I'm glad everybody's safe
0: know you're been on vacation for a couple weeks and having to drive back and forth a few times to try to get some of that stuff taken care of man wish i was closer there i'd come help you
1: yep yep but if you guys have any suggestions for stuff we could do in the future if you have any criticisms if you have anything you'd like to add you know where to find me i am on facebook at cricket shay i'm on twitter at cricket shay i'm on threads and instagram at cricket shay one the number one um you can email me you can text me you can get a carrier pigeon to bring me something <laughs> tom is not in on any of the socials but if you have his gamer handle you can make it you can be friends with him on xbox
0: i'm on xbox more drake
1: But the O in Mordrake is a zero, zero. not an O. So it's Mordrake. But anyway, we are so glad that you have joined us this week, and we will see you next week.
2: We love you. Bye.